0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome if you're just joining us to Real Presence Live this morning on a beautiful Friday. This is Nick Medelsky, uh, joined with Mark Holcraft here at the Mayo Civic Center for the Rochester Steubenville Youth Conference. Uh, We had some wonderful conversations our first hour. The second hour, uh, we're going to start off with the Director of Evangelization and Formation from the Franciscan University of Steubenville itself, John Beaulieu. Welcome. Thanks, Nick. Great to be here.
1: Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Beaulieu. (laughs)
2: Beaulieu.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, John, it's great to you. Thanks for joining us. What on the a pleasure, uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I've been working now here at Franciscan University since 2003 in their conference office. Um, in the last couple years, I've taken on the, uh, the role of being the director of uh, evangelization for information for what we now call the Office of Outreach and Evangelization, which has not just conferences, but our catechetical institute. Um, we're, we've got a school of spiritual direction. Um, uh, we're doing an institute for diaconate renewal. A number of things, including uh, now branching into parish missions and uh, working with, um, you know, parishes to help bring renewal to parishes. So, taking the Estubenville experience from the conference level down to the parish level, all sorts of new initiatives and great things that the Lord is doing, and it's exciting times and great things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And you said this is the... The office of Christian outreach, a Christian outreach office, or well, it, 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 it's changed name. Yeah, so we're the office now. The office of outreach and evangelization. Okay, so. okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. That's
1: great, it and is. That's, that's exciting to hear how you're expanding into new areas. Yeah. Um, yep. God is good. Well, and it's I as you were talking, I just you're meeting the need, you're, you're recognizing
2: a need and meeting it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we 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 understand. You know, conferences are great. Uh, We've been doing them for over 40 years. We've served over a million people. The fruit is there. We see conversion. We see young people who've gone to conferences, coming to Franciscan University, becoming youth ministers, going forth and evangelizing teenagers and bringing them to conferences. So we have this ongoing, renewed cycle of sending people forth, and they're bringing them back. We've had countless uh, uh, vocations to the priesthood and religious life coming out of our conferences. So the fruit is there, but the, 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 the... the more grassroots movement of bringing the spirit and joy of what we do at our conferences to a parish is what we're working on now because parish life is the center of our Catholic life. It is. It's the hub. Yep. And even more so bringing that down to the family, you know, which is the, you know, the, the, the fundamental cell of the church. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be able to, to move more uh, in a more particular way in that, in that direction.
1: And As exciting as it is to hear Mm -hmm. about these new pieces, um, there's something very dynamic about these youth conferences, and and there has been for a number of years. Tell us the story behind that. How did those conferences get started? You know, I I think some of our listeners might recognize the name of uh, Father Michael Scanlon, and I know he's behind some of that, but can you give us some of
2: that? Sure. Absolutely. I, you know, like, one of the things people say is, you know, you guys are doing such great work, and I, and I would say first and foremost that we stand on the shoulders of giants. And, of course, mm. that first one being Father Michael, who in uh, 1975, he had experienced, through the power of the Holy Spirit, a renewal of his priesthood, so he wanted to gather priests on our campus. So the first conference that Steubenville ever sponsored was a retreat for priests, mm. And at the end of this retreat, it was such a powerful outpouring of grace, and the priests were on fire. They said to Father Mike, Father Mike, we need this for our young people. They're dying out there. They need this encounter. And Father Mike said, I don't know anything about youth. I don't even know how to gather them. And the priest just said, just put on the conference, and we will bring them. So... Father Mike, being the man of faith he was, took a huge step and said, okay, we're going to do a youth conference. And so it was youth and young adult. We had 500 come to our campus in 1976. In the first one. That was the very first conference for youth and young adults. Within a year or two, it had split into a youth high school and young adult because it had gotten so big. Mm -hmm. Uh, Within five years, we were hosting three youth conferences and serving thousands of teens. And then in 1995, after many years of growing on our campus, um we moved one of them to Louisiana uh, in in collaboration with Bishop Sam Jacobs down there Mm. and that started our off-campus movement and very quickly after that we added Atlanta and then soon Steubenville North up in uh, St. Paul which then branched out and became Steubenville Rochester Mm -hmm. and uh You know, the pandemic has hit our conferences uh, hard over the last two years. But in in 2019, we had 25 conferences that served over 50,000 teams across the United United States and
1: Canada. John, how big are these conferences? I mean, from what's your smallest conference size, what's your biggest conference size?
2: Our smallest conference is one that we do up in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a smaller population. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have one in in, uh, Halifax and another one in Toronto. Oh, wow. Wow. and you know, and so you know, the average one's about 2,000, but our biggest conferences are in, um, you know, we do one in, in Texas that's over 3,000. We do a couple wow. of them in St. Louis that have close to 4,000, sometimes a little over 4,000. And as we've kind of reopened, we didn't do any conferences in 2020 except for one down in Florida, which we live streamed so everyone could participate. Oh, okay. But um, now that we're back in business, about half of our conferences are up and running this year. And we're expecting great things to be back full swing with all of our conferences by this time next year. So it's it's God has been faithful, you know, and and, and, and the spirit is moving and, and yes, because there's so much faith, you know, and I look at even here in in Rochester with Amy and, and, and Brett, you know, and, and all of people who are involved in partnership with you for you saying, We're gonna make this conference happen. We're yeah. going to take the step of faith. We don't know how many kids we're going to get. You know, it, it, you know, there's a lot of faith that went into making this weekend here in Rochester happen, and God is going to honor that by pouring out an immense and powerful, you know, grace uh, upon the young people. He's he just, yeah. is, he's going to do it. I, I, I'm excited to see what he's going to do uh, this weekend. Poison ready, poison ready, yeah, poison ready.
1: yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, if you are just tuning in, you're listening to John Beaulieu, uh, who works with the Franciscan Youth Conferences? He's kind of the at this point he's the main guy behind the youth conferences that we are here uh, in Rochester, Minnesota, at the Civic Mayo Civic Center. Um, and it's, uh, John, it's so good to have you. As we we're talking about the youth conferences, you just gave a little backdrop of how they got started, um, and really, it's just it's. It's awesome to listen to how the Holy Spirit was moving, yep. um, in in small Podunk, Ohio. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the sense, and I say that because for for our listeners who are not familiar, so uh, the youth conferences are mainly sponsored and, and spearheaded by Franciscan University. It's a Catholic university, you would guess. Yes, run by Franciscans, <laughs> uh, Franciscan TORs, Um and they are in a small town. Uh, I guess not so small now, yeah. but Steubenville, Ohio, which is very much on the the easternmost side of ohio uh along the ohio river Mm -hmm. right yep um a neighboring west virginia right there and so uh from this small place uh then grows this youth conference and youth and young adult conferences and you you hinted at that the first conference of the youth youth and young adult but can you tell us even some about some of
2: the adult conferences that are happening sure sure um we do a, another five uh, unique conferences on our campus every summer for adults. Uh, we start off our summer with the Power and Purpose Conference, which is really about helping adults understand the role of the Holy Spirit in us, in us growing as disciples of Jesus Christ. You know, the, 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 the call of radical discipleship to follow Christ with our whole heart, to love Him with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, really is something that's beyond our own ability. We really need the grace of the Holy Spirit if we're going to truly become the people that God created us to be. And that's people who live in the power of His love, the power of His Holy Spirit, and with that purpose of knowing that He's called us to greatness, and we need to live that out every day. So that's a conference that really energizes, you know, everyday Catholics to do extraordinary things with their faith. And uh, people have gone back and, you know, started prayer groups and and, and have revolutionized their parishes and have brought that fire home with them. So that's a a very fruitful conference for us. Then we offer, we continue to do the retreat for priests. We've now expanded into uh, priests, deacons, and seminarians. And it's a beautiful weekend of healing and restoration and renewal for our priests, you know. COVID was really hard on them. I don't think people understand just how challenging the last year was for many Mm -hmm. of our clergy and the isolation and them not being able to do what they felt they were made to do in so many ways. And, you know, I mean... So so this past year was just a beautiful outpouring of grace and, and restoration for them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we do a, a St. John Bosco conference, which is for uh, r- uh, religious educators and evangelists and catechists and those people who are involved in various parish ministries, which is a beautiful, it's like the cutting-edge conference for those people who are in, okay. in uh, ministries that form uh, other Catholics. And is that a weekend as well, or is that a week a, in the f- f- That's of a week. five-day week. It yeah. starts on Monday and goes through a Friday. Beautiful with workshops and tracks, and just, you know, so many great things happened at that conference and then this week on campus starting uh, or next week starting uh, like on uh, I think it's Tuesday we start uh, the Applied Biblical Studies Conference which mm-hmm. is you know digging into scripture and then we end with the Defending the Faith Conference which is a, an apologetics you know conference so it's, it's beautiful you know so we got those five conferences and we, all summer long you know we, we have people on our campus just being renewed and restored and yeah sent forth as a
1: person who's been to a couple of those conferences, I've certainly have encountered that. And yep. the word you use, being renewed, refreshed. Yep. Really uh, refreshed and rested. And it's funny, they're not restful conferences. No. <laughs> they're, no. they're pretty fully loaded. And that's yeah. a little bit of the, I mean, you can almost say the irony of it. They're fully loaded. There's so much offered, but it really is uh,
2: restful and renewing. They are they really meet a need right now for people in the church to, to come and you know we can only give what we're letting God do first in us right if we're not being blessed if we're not connecting with Christ, what are we giving people? Yeah. So this is, uh, you know, that really helps people come and receive that grace and go forth. And one thing I will say is next year we're doing what we call uh, our Encounter Conference, which is a family-based conference. It's brand new. We've, it's, we're, we're launching it next year. So, and, you know, Anyone out there wanting to learn more can go to com. but I want to really emphasize how powerful the Encounter Conference will be next summer and invite as many families who are looking to res- restore and renew the family faith to come check that out because it's going to be a beautiful, a beautiful weekend,
1: John. We got to take a break here. Sure. We're going to come to a break here soon. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear actually more about that Encounter Family Conference. So sure. we'll come back to that in a minute. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with John Beaulieu, uh who works at Franciscan University. It's the director of the. Evangelization and Discipleship Office. That's the new name for it. So Outreach and Evangelization. Outreach and Evangelization. I'll get it right by the end. <laughs>
2: it's okay. You're, you're fine.
1: Uh, and so uh, we're excited to have uh, John with us. So please stay tuned to Real Presence Live.
0: Awesome. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000 a distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me Mike Kidrowski at 701 701- 290-4503. state tax credits may apply in some states let's get started
0: this is Father Paul Timmerman from the Holy Family area Catholic community in the Diocese of New all Minnesota at our baptism we actually became a beloved son or a beloved daughter of God the Father If we are baptized, This is our deepest identity, being the Father's beloved son or beloved daughter. It's not in what we can do or how much money we have or who thinks well of us. No, our true identity is simply that we are a son or daughter of God the Father and that He loves us just for that. Young people, if you want to live the most fulfilling life, then I suggest following God's plan for your life. God the Father loves you and truly wants what's best for you. And he has a plan for how you can live that most fulfilling life. I'm Russell Leatherman. And I'm Deb Leatherman. We're from St. Michael's Parish at Hermosa, South Dakota. This is Molly Roush, the HR Director from the Rapid City Catholic Schools in Rapid City, South Dakota. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And thanks for staying with us. Nick Medelsky and Mark Holcraft here with John Beaulieu of the fantastic Franciscan University of Steubenville talking about this wonderful conference here in Rochester, Minnesota at the Mayo Civic Center. (laughs) Uh, so obviously, we uh, talked in the last half uh, about uh, you know this conference starting at Steubenville and then spreading across the country, uh-huh. and I'm sure each one is has you know a little bit differences here and there, just uh, regional things and all that. But what are sort of the the key parts of
2: a youth conference weekend? Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we, we what we really do is everything is set up. To point and to direct these young people into an encounter with the love of Jesus Christ. Mm. And that's what it's all about. Right. You know, there, there has been a, a, a great gap, I think, in the church for uh, several decades, you know, going back to at least the uh, 70s and maybe the 60s, where uh, we were relying primarily on catechesis and sacramentalizing young people as a way of keeping them in the church and not evangelizing them. And what I mean by that is bringing them into a personal life-changing encounter with the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Right. You know, we, we, we can talk about our faith almost as something outside of ourselves. And we can practice our faith as something that we do rather than a relationship that we live. And what we try to do is to help these young people understand that when we come to the altar, everything that we do as a Catholic is to draw us into a personal, intimate relationship with a God who loves you so much that he died upon the cross for you. you know, that, that, that this is love, that this is real, that it can make a difference in every aspect of your life. And how to open their hearts to that and to receive that grace. The heart of it, of course, you know the thing that if you ask the young people what's the best part, they will tell you it's the Eucharistic adoration because it's a very powerful, beautiful encounter they have with the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And we know that's Catholics, that Jesus in the sacrament is the source and summit of our faith. And so we don't want to remake the church. We want to bring our young people to the heart of the beauty of our church which is the Eucharist the second most important thing is on a conference weekend like this where we have 1800 plus young people here the vast majority of them will go to confession and some for the first time in years and when you tear down that wall of sin and you place them in a place where they can encounter the love of Christ Amazing things happen. And that's all there is to it. It's not a secret formula. It's not magic. It's simply trusting in the promise of Christ that when we gather in His name and we seek His grace, He will show up and do amazing things in our lives and in our hearts. So we, we've relied on that. That's been the <laughs> kind of the foundational of everything we've done for 40 plus years, and it has never failed us once.
1: Yeah. I well, mean, and, and essentially, in a nutshell, Jesus does not fail. Right. Amen. <laughs> I mean, Amen. And, that's, and that's what you're saying. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> which is so. Um, but, that, but you're doing it. You're creating a place and space for it. Yep. You're creating a space for that encounter. Yep. Um, all over the country, as Nick said earlier, you've got these different locations. Uh, there might be little nuanced differences as right. far as uh, enculturating or just who you're working with, who you're partnering sure. with. Here, it's Partnership for Youth. Um, I do want, I want to come back to something, well, there's a couple of things, there's lots of things I want to come back to, but uh, a couple of things you said that I think is just really important for our listeners to uh, maybe come to, it might be a new understanding for them. You had mentioned uh, 60s and early 70s, where there was a high emphasis on the catechesis. Mm-hmm. Um, and catechesis is what was relied upon mm-hmm. to have the young people encounter the Lord. Yeah. And you actually made a distinguished uh, difference between catechesis and evangelization because I think um, a lot of our listeners, you know, they can go back to, well, we didn't seem to need all this youth ministry stuff or all these youth conferences when I was younger. Right. You know, and while there might be some truth to that, I think you're on to something that's digging deeper here that no, one really does build on the other. They're not, the, yep. they're not antagonistic to each other. I think it's really important to sure. establish that, right? And I, I know you and I have been in that conversation uh, not necessarily with each other, but in several groups, right? Yep. And so, can you articulate more? Please expand sure. on that, because I think that's sure.
2: important. I, you know, our, our, our God comes to us, and, you know, you, who is God? What is God? You know, these are questions that young people have. And, and fortunately, St. John, in his epistle, First John chapter 4, answers it very simply. God is love. You know? Love is an experience. Love is a person. Love is an encounter. Love is not a set of rules. It's not a set of dogmas. Everything that the church re- reveals to us through the teachings is to reveal love. But love is to be something that is to be lived. And it means that we have to respond to that love with everything that we are. In evangelization, it's not just bringing young people to the encounter like we do here at conferences where they encounter that love, but teaching them how to live in that love. And as Jesus said, abide in my love. So this ongoing for Information to make somebody's heart attuned. And, and, and knowledge alone has the ability to help us direct our hearts in the right place. But we weren't telling young people about giving your heart to Jesus. We were just saying, you need to know these five things right. about the church. Or you right. need to know what this, this theology is. Or without ever saying, because if you know these theologies well, you'll be able to encounter the love of Jesus in a powerful way because there's a God who loves you. And so in the arena of ideas that our young people are being formed on, and they are bombarded constantly through social media and through everything that they are, with all the different messages telling them, this is who you are, this is who you're supposed to be. If we're coming only to um, our young people with a set of teachings, a set of facts about God, without helping their heart be brought a life by His Holy Spirit and by an encounter with His love, then we are going to lose these young people because our message without the love will never be as compelling as the things they hear every day in the world. The temptation to not believe. The world does a better job at evangelizing young people away from the church than we do Mm. evangelizing them to the heart of Jesus. And so, you know, our our goal in our office is to help everybody evangelize better, to bring people back into this relationship with Jesus because without that the temptation to be pulled away to other things is too strong. And so we need to, you know, when I say evangelize, I mean it's, it's that effort to continually bring young people into that deeper relationship, relationship with Christ. Yeah, yep. yeah. No, and thanks for articulating that. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to come back to, you talked about the
1: uh, encounter... Family conference you know you 're doing the youth conferences, you 're doing the young adult conferences um, you 're hitting these specific areas mm-hmm. um, that I think are important and needed for sure, right. and yet we, we all know, and, but it 's important to distinguish like it doesn't replace the family, which, you, as you said earlier, the fundam- fundamental cell right. of
2: society. And of the church. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um So let's, let's speak more about this conference. Sure. You know, we, we realize that, you know, and, and maybe I'm more attuned to it uh, because of my work in youth ministry, and, and, and Mark, I know we have that as both of our part of a formative of who we are, and I served as a NET missionary, you work with that for many years, is uh, we stratified ministry in many ways, right? You got you know, you junior high ministry, then high school ministry, then young adult ministry, and then finally you're just a Catholic. You know? right. <laughs> right? But we don't have enough cross-generational ministry. We've not taught um, the value of older Catholics and how they can mentor and bring younger Catholics on in their journey. And that should be happening primarily in families where parents are being empowered and trained. And because we haven't done it well for many generations, most parents I talk to don't feel adequately equipped to accompany their young people on their faith journey. So the Encounter Conference is to give families And uh, a common faith experience... Where they have an encounter with christ 's love, but there 's also a clear call and preparation for them to continue to move down this gr- path of growing together, mm. like a family family prayer and, and, and how do we how do we make these things a reality for families so that you know when they 're together in the good times and the bad times, you know, and all that life will bring you ups and downs like for me uh, when, and we were talking about this during the break of my son 's accident, my son was yeah. almost killed in a car accident three years ago. Um, It was our faith that sustained my family and brought us together and got us through those dark moments. And I don't know where we would be without that. And I can't imagine families trying to meet the challenges of being together and and moving forward together in this world the way it's working against families so much without the power of the Holy Spirit, without being able to foster a, a safe place of faith to grow together and to, to experience love and forgiveness and learn how to do all these things that they need to do to be a family together. So the, the Encounter Conference is, is, is there to help... Bring people to that to have a faith, common sh- faith, shared experience, and help. Hopefully, build upon the going forward for uh, for families to continue to grow together. Is that conference something that would
1: be at the Franciscan campus?
2: It is on our campus this year. Yes.
1: Mm. And did you just say is it this year? Is the first year or no, next, no, next year? Next, next summer,
2: twenty twenty two.
1: Okay, the yep. first of its its kind for Franciscan. Yep. Yep. Nick and I had talked before. You know, our own—we've had our own experiences of coming to whether it's different family retreats or family conferences, mm-hmm. um, and it's always born of fruit. I think Nick, were you tell me one time you guys, your family, had gone to a conference? Was it in Detroit, or even the Marion conference in you Northern referred Michigan, to earlier? Yeah. Northern, Northern Michigan, Michigan yeah. And it really is like you said. We kind of <laughs> there's a little bit of a. Did you say Stratus? stratosphere or how we stratify, if that's a word. Uh, But these different levels, these different layers, Mm -hmm. junior high, high school, and and then if you go to a good Catholic university, then maybe you get that for the young adults. But then even out of that, like, okay, so what is that? Um, You know, and and we, I think the church is certainly making its efforts in trying to engage these different age groups or these different niches, um, all in the spirit of meeting people where they're at. But again, not
2: to replace uh, you know, the call to holiness in and through the family. Right. And I, and I think that's the thing. You know, we need to realize... Um is the parents, the pressure, you know, like I I have five children and I've been sitting there feeling totally inadequate. I know what it's like to feel like I have no idea how to help my children right now as they struggle. And when you feel alone and isolated in that as a parent, you know, you can really start to, you know, believe the lies of the enemy, you know, who will say, "Oh, you're never going to fix your kids. You you have no hope, you know, Mm -hmm. you might as well give up. And a lot of parents do. They just, they just feel like I'm just going to screw my kids up more. So I'm just going to back off. And, but there's a special grace that we receive in the sacrament of marriage that equips us and empowers us, and we need to awaken that in one another. Amen. We, to that. Yep. we have been equipped by that sacrament to lead our children. We take a vow as parents to say, "Look, I, when I receive this child as a gift from God, I will do whatever it takes to get this child into heaven." Well, with that promise, that vow that we make, comes all the grace to do it. Mm-hmm. But we all, all we do is think about how we fail and not focus right. on the fact that God is there. He's always on our side and he has more than we could ever hope or imagine to give us to accomplish this vital mission of raising our kids Catholic. And I think that's the beauty of what we want to awaken uh, for parents, you know, through what we do as well, is just to let them know that you already have what you need to do this in you. Let's just awaken it and grab onto it and, and put our faith in the power of God, so... Well, I
1: I think, uh, as you're talking, John, you know, it was over the last break that we just had, you referred to how God is faithful and you were reflecting on what the Lord did in the healing of your son in that accident, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, I mean, even the pictures are marvelous. God is so good. God is marvelous, but God is faithful and and indeed God is faithful. He, he's given us the tools, uh, and as long as we go to him and lean to him, um, we have, a short, we have to take a break and come to an end with our time with you soon. Sure. Any last words or reflections for our
2: listeners? Well, you know, I would always encourage anyone out there, you know, always know that God, when He looks at you, He looks at you through eyes of love. You know, God has never been angry or disappointed the way we think He is. Sometimes we, you know, we we kind of pass on our our qualities onto God. And say, well, I get frustrated with my children, and I'm a child of God. He must be so frustrated. We with We humanize God too much and as Father. His His love is divine. His love is perfect, and He's always on your side. Do not ever be afraid to reach out and cry out to God in your need and trust in the fact that if you come to Him, He's going to answer your prayer. He's going to give you what you need, and He can, you know, like our, our, the theme of this weekend is. Rest- restored. Anything that's, been, that's fallen away or been damaged by sin, God can restore. And any part of you that needs to be restored, God can do that. Just believe, pray, and trust, and you'll see miracles come forth in your life. John, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Um, I'd love to just
1: listen to you more. (laughs) So uh, we'll be taking a break here, and we'll be back with Sister Miriam James with the Religious Order of Society, Our Lady the Most Holy Trinity. You might recognize our Salt Sister, a common speaker at many youth and young adult conferences. Stay with us on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local.